prophetically decree to somebody under my voice, your wait is over. Your change is beginning right now. Welcome to your prophetic connections. This is your trusted prophet, Bobby Hogan. On the broadcast today, we are going to release a fresh prophetic word. A word God just gave me a few days ago, and you are getting ready to be blessed. You are getting ready to step into a new dimension of blessings as you hear this prophetic word. I want to speak to you prophetically today, tonight, whatever time you're hearing the broadcast, from the prophetic thought, it's your payback season. It's your payback season. How does that sound? Let's go to Exodus chapter 12. Children of Israel is getting ready to walk out of Egyptian bondage. 400 years, 400 long years, they had been in slavery, laughed at, ridiculed, worked for little or no money, but now things are getting ready to change. The moment came after the plague came upon Egypt of all the firstborn being killed as the death angels swept through the land. After that happened, Moses said, go, take your flocks, take your herds, take your children, go, be gone, bless me. So they walk out of Egyptian bondage. They did not know that day when they worked, that day, that last day, it would be their last day of work. They didn't know when they put that little card in the machine and checked out. They'd never be checking in again. See, it wasn't just goodbye. It was goodbye forever. Goodbye to their slave masters. Goodbye to abuse. Goodbye to, to suffering. Goodbye to ridicule. Goodbye forever. I feel like prophesying. There's some things you are getting ready to say goodbye to. Some of you listening to me, and I want you to understand that right now, I prayed before the broadcast. Let people listen to the broadcast. Let those be watching, listening, that God, you have a miracle for them. You have a payback season for them, and you're listening. You're listening, not by chance or accident, but in the will of God. I prophesy there's some things you're getting ready to say goodbye to. Are you ready to say goodbye to sickness? Somebody's getting ready to say goodbye to loneliness, poverty, depression. I could go on and on and on. And I'm prophesying not only are you going to say goodbye, you're going to say goodbye forever. Goodbye forever. Because you're not going to walk back into what you walk out of. You're not going to go back in to what you come out of. I don't care what it is. I don't care sickness, depression, torment, poverty, loneliness, dead religion. You're not going back. Philippians 1 verse 6 says, He that begun a good work will finish what he started. In the book of Jude, it says he is able to keep what we commit unto him. Somebody ought to shout, I'm not going back. Come on, shout it out loud. I'm not going back. May I decree to you and declare to you the same God that brought you out of sin is able to keep you out of sin. 
You don't have to backslide. Somebody said, well, we believe in backsliding. I know, that's why you've done it three or four times. But we need to preach about the power of God that is able to keep people from backsliding more than we do backsliding. I'm telling you, the God that brought you out of sin can keep you out of sin. The God that healed you of sickness can keep you out of sickness. The God that delivered you from depression, torment, and poverty is the same God that can keep you from ever going back into depression, torment, or poverty. Oh, somebody shout, I'm not going back. I feel it in my spirit. There's a word coming out of my lips. Somebody's getting ready to step into your payback season. That night, three million slaves said goodbye to slavery abuse, ridicule, and they said goodbye forever. Now, Pharaoh tried to get them back. After he let them go, he said, I want them back. And so what did he do? He got his strongest soldiers. He got his chariots and went after them to bring them back. And you know the story. The children of Israel get to the Red Sea, and the Red Sea just parts and and I was preaching the other night. I, you know, they had never crossed a, a water before. Later on, they crossed the Jordan, but this is the first time God ever parted water. And they're looking at that uh, 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 highway in the middle of the Red Sea and a wall of water on the left and a wall of water on the white. I wonder if one of them said, uh, would you like to be the first one to go? But anyway, God kept those walls of water back and they walked across on dry ground. Now, one of these Bible theologians said the other day, you know, sometimes you can be educated but not very smart. Somebody said, you never call nobody a fool. Well, God says the man that doesn't believe in God is a fool. There's a lot of smart people that are not very I word it this way, a lot of educated people that are not very smart. This Bible theologian said, oh, it wasn't no great miracle that the children of Israel crossed across the Red Sea. He said at that time there was no rain and the Red Sea was only a few inches uh, in height and so it was no great miracle. Well, first of all, Amen, I believe that there was a lot of water in the Red Sea and God parted it. But if that was not true, I would like to ask that Bible theologian how to explain how Pharaoh and his entire army drowned it in a few inches of water. If there was only a few inches of water in the Red Sea, how did Pharaoh and his whole army drown? No matter how you look at it, God is a miracle-working God. The God we serve is an amazing, powerful God. Oh, I feel the anointing on the broadcast. I feel the prophetic. God parted the Red Sea. The same water that saved God's people as it parted destroyed their enemies as it come crashing in on them. The Egyptians thought we can do exactly what they did, but how many knows that the children of darkness cannot do what the children of light can do. The children of God, we are different. You are different than the world. And the world cannot do what we can do. Now Pharaoh wanted to bring them back by sending his chariots and his army. He said, I'm bringing them back. But God made a way of escape. And that night, three million slaves walked out before they get to the Red Sea they walked out of Egypt that night and they walked away from 400 years of abuse. 
If that would have been all that God would have done, it would have been a wonderful story. And I believe Miriam and the children of Israel, the women would have grabbed their tambourines and they would have still danced and praised God if that's all God had done was deliver them from Egypt. If all God ever done for me, if God ever done for you was deliver us from Egypt, deliver us from sin, we still would have a praise that should last throughout all eternity because it was a great miracle. But God did more than deliver the children of Israel out of Egyptian bondage. Right before they leave bondage, God said, it's your payback season. Ha <laughs> ha, glory to God. God said, You've been in bondage 400 years. Now I have to reward you for your suffering. I have to reward you for your pain. I've got to do what I told Abram I was going to do hundreds of years earlier. Now let's look in the word of God, Genesis 15, 13. God says to Abram, know of a surety that for 400 years your descendants will be strangers in a country that uh, is not theirs and they will be enslaved and will be uh, mistreated. But notice verse 14, but I will punish that nation that they serve as slaves and afterward I will bring them out. Don't stop there. I will bring them out with great substance. Woo, glory to God. He said, I'm going to bring them out, but it's going to be their payback season. Now, if you study the word of God and go into history, you find that 400 years to the day that God said, God said they'll go in captivity 400 years, 400 years to the day after they went into captivity, God brought them out. Is that amazing? God is a God of timing. He is a God that if he says something, he's going to do it. Somebody said God can do anything. No, God cannot break his word. He is God but he's a covenant-keeping God and he cannot break his word. He will not break his word. God said, I'm going to bring them out after 400 years. And after 400 years, Pharaoh, his army, no power on earth. Egypt had the most powerful army. Pharaoh was the most powerful man. They did not have the power to hold the Egyptians in bondage because God said they're coming out and God said I'm going to take them into a payback season and God did exactly what he said. If you got a promise from God, a word from God, a word from a prophet, you got something God spoke to you, God will keep his word and there's no power on earth, there's no power in hell that has enough strength to stop God from doing what he said. I'm going to come back in just a few moments and continue this prophetic word and I feel a strong anointing. Payback season. Somebody's getting ready to step into a season and you're going to be paid back for all your suffering, all your pain. I hear in my spirit these words coming out, Satan owes you. The devil owes some of you. For what he's done for you, he owes you. And you're getting ready to step into your payback season.
Let there be open doors like never before. Let the preachers that you've been desiring to call you are gonna call you. Let there, let there be real estate in your life. It makes perfect sense why God would tell Noah to build an ark in the middle of a desert when there's never been rain. You can recover from anything that hits you as long as you have a seed. You are indefeatable. Nobody can defeat you in your future as long as you have a seed. Everything that don't make sense in just a little while is going to make sense. Everything that's scattered, I'm going to bring it together. Everything disconnected, I'm going to bring it together. The warfare against your family, against your business, against your marriage, against your church, against your ministry, I prophesy it is over. This is Prophet Bobby Hogan. I want to speak to all of our thousands and tens of thousands of listeners throughout America and the world just for a few moments. This week we are offering some very special offers to everyone who will sow into the prophetic anointing upon my life in ministry. For your seed of any size, we're going to send you a beautiful mezuzah. The Word of God says in the book of Deuteronomy, the book of Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 4 through 9, Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one. And he goes on to say, write the word on your doorposts. You come to our house, we have a mezuzah on the front door and the back door. It lets everybody know. It lets the devil know. Cancer, sickness, disease, depression, whatever. It lets everything know your house belongs to God. You need a mezuzah on your door. That's for your seed of any size. For your seed of $100 or more, we're going to send you the mezuzah the Jewish Bible, the Tanakh, written from the original Hebrew text. This will take your understanding of God's Word to a new level. All you lovers of truth, you'll cherish this Jewish Bible. And then for your seed of $500 or more, we're going to send you the mezuzah, the Tanakh, and a beautiful set of double shofar candle holders. The Hebrew letters, Shabbat Shalom, wrote on these shofars. A reminder of the power of God that's released through the blowing of the shofar. It'd be a beautiful item to have in your home. That's for your seat of $500 or more. I want to speak to you just a moment about that $500 seed. The Lord spoke to me about two months ago about the $500 seed. There's a special blessing on it right now. I don't understand it exactly, but the Lord spoke to me about the $500 seed. Angel 500 in the Bible means change is coming. Even as I'm recording this broadcast last night, I dream again. I have a dream about the $500 seed. I've shared this throughout America and the response has been amazing. The prophet Elijah said to the woman at Zarephath, your meal barrel shall never go empty. The oil in your crew shall never run out during famine because you sold that cake. Thus saith the Lord. He could say thus saith the Lord because he heard from the Lord. 
I have heard from God. And you that believe in this ministry enough to sow that $500 seed, I can say, thus saith God, you will be blessed. You will step into a season of great increase. I heard God, believe the prophets, and you prosper. Regardless of the size of your seed, I want you to sow this week, every one of you, every one of you that is blessed by this program and believe in the prophetic anointing upon my life and ministry, go to that phone right now. We have operators waiting for your phone call. And sow that seed, and we're going to sow back into your life. Our website is also on the screen on our mailing address. Take advantage of this moment, and thank you for helping me touch America and the nations with the Word of God. Thank you so much. God bless you. Well, praise God. I want to continue this word. It's your payback season. Go to that phone. Take advantage of our offers this week. Payback season. Payback season. Somebody's getting ready to be blessed, rewarded, restored because of your faithfulness, because of what you've gone through. Satan owes some of you. Some of you, your employer owes you. The government owes you. On and on I could go. It's your payback time. I want us to look at Exodus 25. After they're delivered from bondage, the children of Israel, after they cross the Red Sea, Moses asked for an offering, and he asked the offering to build a tabernacle for God. The people brought so much silver, so much gold, that the elders come to Moses and says, please tell the people to quit bringing their silver and gold. We have more than enough. How does that sound, more than enough? So Moses tells the people, quit bringing your offering. I did a little study. How much did the tabernacle of Moses cost in the wilderness? It tells us how much gold and silver and all the different things. How much in the day's currency did it cost? It cost approximately 60 to 70 million dollars. 60 to 70 million dollars. And remember, they were still bringing silver and gold, so they may have had 10 times that much. Now let me ask you a question. Where did they get that silver and gold? They had worked for 400 years for little or no pay. Where did they get all this, these millions and millions and maybe hundreds of millions of dollars worth of silver and gold? I want to tell you where. Right before they walked out of Egypt, God said, payback season. And the Bible says God gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And they loaded them down with silver and gold and clothes. And they stripped the Egyptians. One translation says they emptied all of Egypt of its wealth. Oh, listen. All of the wealth of Egypt was transferred into their hands in probably two hours or less. When it comes God's payback season, God, listen, it don't take very long. When it comes God's payback season, God can reward you. God can bless you in an hour. He can make you a millionaire in 30 minutes. He can reward you and restore everything you lost in a matter of a short time. When it's your payback season, see, you have to understand, the day was on the calendar when God said they're coming out. And on that same day, God said it's your payback season. Now, God has a calendar. God has a calendar. The first time I ever saw God's calendar, I want you to listen to me. 
my son, Michael, serving God, preaching at 12-year-old, going to the missionary field, and he messed his life up, got with the wrong crowd and got on drugs. Went down a road that took him where he didn't want to go. You may get what you want, but you won't like what you get when you serve the devil. Sin will take you farther than you want to go. I know we don't hear this anymore in the church hardly, but there's still a penalty to sin. My boy went from a young man loving God, serving God, preaching at 12-year-old into the drug world. He went so low. He was facing 23 years in the penitentiary, years on drugs. Cost our family tens of thousands to keep him out of prison. He overdosed in the front door of our church just a few feet. And the saints of God began to wake up during the night and pray for our son, not knowing he overdosed. The police pulled him over and he swallowed all these pills and, and he couldn't find any drugs, so he let him go. The police said something, said go back. And when he opened the door of the car, my son had overdosed and had died. But the saints began to wake up and pray and God shot life back into my boy. But he went down a road that took him so far away from God and so far away from his family, living in another town. And I'm preaching one day, our main church in Fort Smith, Arkansas, the Ford has service at 3 p.m. I'm preaching at 3 p.m. In the middle of my message, I go into a vision and I see this calendar. Oh, I feel the anointing, I feel the anointing. Somebody's getting ready to get a miracle. I see a calendar. And on this calendar, I see a day marked. And God said to me in the middle of my message, that's the day your boy's coming home. I turned to my wife, who I'd watched cry herself to sleep. Her heart was broken. There was hardly no communication at all with our son now. And I said, Teresa, I just saw a vision of God's calendar. And I seen the day on the calendar our boy's coming home. And I want you to know that give us hope. We, we got a, like a pit bull uh, attitude. We grabbed into that word and wouldn't let go of it. Our boy's coming home. The day's on the calendar. About two months later, I'm preaching on a Sunday afternoon. A boy wakes up that Sunday. You know the amazing thing my son said for weeks and months, weeks and weeks, I wouldn't even know what day it was, Thursday, Friday, Wednesday. But every time it got Sunday, I knew it was Sunday. You know why I knew that? Because our boy went to church. We didn't give our children a choice to go to church. You parents giving your children a choice. They don't have a choice. They go to God's house. If I told my mama I'm not going to church, it would have been the last time I told my mama I'm not going to church. We took him to church so much on Sunday. Sundays got in him and he knew it was Sunday even though he didn't know it was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. He woke up on a Sunday and he said, a light come on and something said, I got to go home. I can live better. After years of being in the drug world, I can go home and live better. And he, he, he had $5. A boy, I'm telling you, sin would take you farther than you want to go. He had $5 and he got a brown paper sack and put some of his belongings and he went out and found somebody to drive him home and drove him that 50 miles and he comes to Fort Smith during the middle of our church service and I am preaching. And in the middle of my message, I hear a prophetic word I begin to speak it. it. has nothing to do, I guess, with what I'm preaching. Here's what I said. Somebody's taking three steps, and on the third step, it's your season of new beginnings. My boy had been dropped off. We were temporarily in a mall, and he's walking down the hall of the mall, and the first words he heard was his father saying, somebody's taking three steps, and on the third step, it's your season of new beginnings. He fell in the mall, 
under conviction. Preacher, don't be concerned about finishing your message. When God gives you a fresh word, you better speak it because life and death, somebody's future may depend on it. One of the elders saw somebody laying in the mall, went over to him, saw it. My son picked him up, brought him into church. My wife runs the back of the church. They embrace, and he has a new beginning. Today, he's been drug-free from years. He is in full-time ministry. Hallelujah. He's gone to Bible school. He has married a wonderful Holy Ghost-filled woman. Some of you seen her on the broadcast a while back, Miss April, who was uh, it was a walking miracle. My son is totally free and delivered. And now every time he preaches, every time he ministers, the devil is suffering. Hallelujah. But when it come on the calendar, the day God had marked, I'm telling you, my boy, come home. The story changed. And his payback season begun. And our payback season for our family what we cried about, now we have laughter. My time is slipping by. I want to continue this prophetic word next week. It's your payback season. But I feel very strongly to minister right now to one specific group of people, and that's you that have a son, a daughter, a grandchild, a husband, a wife that is walked away from God or does not know God, and they have went into a world of sin. I feel so strong. There is people listening to me. Mamas, your heart has broke over a child, a grandchild. Grandmas, grandpas, husbands, wives, somebody in your family has walked away from God and you are there right now feeling like it's never going to change. I'm telling you, I'm your prophet. I, pro I prayed before I come on, let those listening let those be listening that you have a payback season for it. And I'm prophesying the thing you cried over, you're going to laugh twice as hard as you cried. I'm prophesying the thing that brought you pain is going to bring you laughter because you've been faithful. And because, and I just heard in my spirit, your, your loved ones that are acting like they're crazy, they better be glad you're in the family because it's your prayers that's kept them out of hell. Some of you, it's your prayers that's kept them from the prison. It's your prayers that's kept them from all kinds of crazy things in their life of sin. But I'm prophesying, amen, you're getting ready to see God move. Be not weary and well-doing in due season. You shall reap if you faint not. Somebody's getting ready to have a due season. I don't have time to finish this prophetic word. I wasn't planning on going over to next week, but there's such an anointing, and I've got so much more to prophesy. Next week, I'm going to continue this message. You can get this message on CD. Amen, the information is on the screen. And I've only got about one and a half minutes. I want every one of you that relate to what I am prophetically decreeing. There is, a, and I, I feel so strong in any area this relates to, but especially those of you that's got loved ones, that you understand what I just shared because you've suffered over the hands of what others have done. You've suffered over the actions of others. Some of you, and I'm going to go ahead and extend it, have suffered People owe you, the bank owes you, the government owes you. You've been left out of wills, inheritances. Some of you, the devil attacked you with sickness. He owes you something. You're going to have your health restored and be stronger. I want you to sow a seed for your payback season. I want you to sow a seed for your payback season. You better seal this word. I'm talking to a remnant of people that's about to step into a payback season. There is such an anointing. 
I feel the anointing. I stretch my hands right now to that camera and I speak prophetically. You're going to laugh again. The thing that caused you sorrow is going to bring you joy. You went forth weeping, but you're going to come back rejoicing. I want you to go to that phone and sow a payback season seed and seal this word. There's three people who can sow $1,000. There's five people who can sow 100 And all of you can sow many. Most of you can sow 50, many in Jubilee. That's all I want to say. Believe the prophet and you prosper. What an anointing. What an anointing. I will see you next week at the same time. If you need prayer, the number's on the screen. We have prayer warriors waiting to pray for you, but you get your seed in the ground and get ready to step into your payback season. What God done for me, he'll do for you. He's no respecter of persons, only faith, and faith is a fact and faith is an act. Faith always has a corresponding reaction. God bless you till next week.